1: Number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Josh Pick, Wealth Management, will join us at 1230. A lot still going on with the banking situation. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, we briefly, well, not briefly, we covered in the first half hour Donald Trump's apparent impending arrest and indictment by uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg has his job uh, because he was well-funded by George Soros and because New York is a lost cause. Um, Donald Trump on Saturday went to his social media site, Truth Social, saying illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors, fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. And then he said, protests take our nation back. So far, there have been no protests that I've seen. Thankfully, we don't need a redo of January the 6th. Uh, Andy McCarthy, National Review on why Alvin Bragg would be prosecuting Donald Trump for allegedly paying $130,000 to keep a liaison with Stormy Daniels out of the media, which, by the way, it didn't keep it out of the media. And we all knew about Stormy Daniels in... 2016, before the election. We all knew about it. So um, I know that engaging in the activity and failing to keep it out of the public view doesn't exonerate you. I'm just saying, it seems a silly thing to dig up and combine a local statute with a federal statute and a misdemeanor with a felony and cobble together something. So why would Alvin Bragg do this? Well, Andy McCarthy has the answer.
2: Prosecutors are elected officials. Uh, and that, I, I think, pervades, it, it makes it makes political considerations pervasive mm-hmm. in prosecutorial decisions, which they shouldn't be. But while this is terrible law enforcement, I'd say it's atrocious law enforcement to use law enforcement power in a partisan way like this, it's probably good politics. If you want Trump, to, their dream scenario is Trump wins the Republican nomination and then they kill him in the election.
1: Okay, so would Trump, want, would Trump win the Republican nomination if he's under indictment? Would that matter to Republicans? I don't think it would matter to a lot of Republicans because a lot of Republicans see this for what it is, which is a completely partisan political persecution more than it is a prosecution. But is this something that Alvin Bragg is likely to not do? He just wanted the headlines, the thrill. I don't think so. I think what they want is they want a mugshot of Donald Trump. They want Donald Trump in handcuffs. They want a picture of Donald Trump in handcuffs. They want to humiliate Donald Trump. Will that bounce back and hurt them with the people who Trump had in 2016 and didn't have in 2020? White suburban suburban mom voters? I don't know. I do not believe, I've said before, I do not believe Donald Trump can win In 2024, I just do not believe he can. I believe some people are, they suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. It doesn't have to make sense for it to be true. There are too many people who believe the things the media has said over and over and over and over again about Trump being a fascist and Trump being a dictator and Trump being a tyrant. There are too many people who have heard that so often that they believe it that they just won't vote for him. Now, will those same things be said of any Republican nominee? Of course. Of course. But will those things being said about other nominees have the same kind of credibility behind them with incidents where you can show Donald Trump on video, like pointing out a guy in a crowd, get him out of here. Blah, 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 you know, Trump. The problem with being president and having the mindset that if a pit bull barks at you, you're gonna walk back to where the pit bull is and bark at it. The problem is there's a lot of documentation of the kind of boorish behavior that turns some people off from voting for Donald Trump. It doesn't turn me off. I don't love it. I want a president who's effective at enacting policy. Trump was more effective at enacting policy than any president since Ronald Reagan. But I think Ron DeSantis would be even better at enacting policy. That's why at this point in time, I lean toward Ron DeSantis. But there are those, Elon Musk is one, who says if they do this to Trump, they guarantee Trump's election. Now, it's always dangerous when you disagree with the world's smartest and richest man. Smart in terms of his innovation. Would you think it would be a good idea to start a rocket company? Only if you wanted to go broke, I would think. That sounds like an endeavor where you would go broke. Elon Musk has made it work for untold millions of dollars. Making him a multi-billionaire. So I'm always hesitant when I end up disagreeing with somebody who's proven himself adept at things like PayPal and SpaceX and Tesla. But Musk says this will guarantee Trump's election. I think what has a better chance of guaranteeing Republicans in the White House off the 2024 election is this endless commitment that democrats have to the most nonsensical anti common sense approaches out there which is the full embrace of the transgender ideology and the full indoctrination of children in lgbtq ia soon to include d for drag queens sexual ideology They are all in on this. They are all in on the green agenda. They are all in on things that do not make common sense. They are the anti-common sense party. And who better to be a spokesman for the anti-common sense party than the person who used to be the spokesman for the anti-common sense party from the podium at the White House? Jen Sackey, here she is over the weekend on her MSNBC show.
0: Republicans' wokeness is public
1: enemy number one. By the sound of it, there is simply no greater threat to American liberty. Whether or not they actually believe it, they clearly think it's a winning message ahead of 2024.
0: And it makes you think, are they onto something? My gut here is no. You don't need to be too
2: worried about their war on woke. Because the Republican crusade against wokeness may not be as
1: potent of a campaign issue as they may hope. Yeah, well, keep running on that, Jen, because here's the reason why the woke issue works for Republicans, because Republicans prize freedom. They want to be left alone. They want small government. They don't want forced compliance, which is my short definition of what woke is. Woke is forced compliance, whether it's by cancel culture, whether it's by shaming you, whether it's by labeling you, whether it's by destroying norms or statues or the foundational values of America, woke is forced compliance. Forced compliance conflicts with freedom. People want to be free. They want to be left alone. Is that the mantra of the Democrats? Leaving people alone? No. They want you to wear a mask. They want you to get vaccinated. They want you to socially distance. They want you to get boosted. I mean, they don't want to leave you alone on anything. So forced compliance is why I think she's barking up the wrong tree when she says the woke issue will not work for Republicans in the coming election. I think it will work for Republicans in the coming election. I think they need to be able to articulate it. And that's why just from Trump's statement on being arrested, uh, you can tell that focusing is not necessarily his best trait. I mean, let me read the statement again. How many different run-on sentences and random thoughts are included in this? Illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime, and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that, with no crime being able to be proven, and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors' fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former President of the United States will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. I mean, that's an English teacher's nightmare. So focus is not Trump's thing. And if I could get my cursor to work, I would play Josh Hour of Axios telling you why Jen Psaki is 100 percent wrong in saying that the woke issue will not work for Republicans because the woke issue wraps everything into a tidy bundle. And that's what you have to have in political campaigns. When you win a political campaign, you win because you've been able to crystallize all the issues into the one that people care about the most. Right? What did Trump do in 2016? Build the wall, illegal immigration, I'm going to fix it. That resonated with people. Right? Criminals are coming into our country. Now, that's even more true than it was then because the numbers are up astronomically and he can argue that the numbers are up astronomically because biden undid all of trump's policies but is trump focused enough to do that no he's not i guarantee you if he becomes the nominee he will talk too much which is to say at all because talking about it at all is too much about 2020 i don't want to hear about 2020 2020 is over 2020 is a bad nightmare 2022 was a bad nightmare If Donald Trump could stay focused on 2024 and the Biden presidency and all the things that have gone south since Biden became president, I think Donald Trump would have a chance of winning. But I don't see that kind of political discipline in his messaging. I see it in Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis doesn't talk about anything he doesn't want to talk about. You can ask him about whatever you want. He's going to talk about what he wants to talk about. He's focused. He's targeted. He's tactical. Keep the focus on Joe Biden and Republicans can win. So we have a situation developing here in Columbus. Actually, two of them. One of them is more pressing than the other. The one is Wednesday. One is now. Pam, you were telling me that uh, there's something going on in the Grandview School District.
2: Yeah, I was just noticing uh, some news alerts about Grandview Schools. Uh, Apparently, grades 4 through 12 have been dismissed to the library, and they're asking parents to pick their children up at the library because there's been a bomb threat Mm, in the district.
1: Wow. Okay, well, we certainly hope that everything works out well yes. there. So that's the pressing situation in Grandview Schools uh, Wednesday night, uh, the Turning Point USA organization, headed by Charlie Kirk, who, of course, is a host here on 989 The Answer in the afternoons, uh, is holding an event at the Ohio Union on the Ohio State campus. Now, appearing with Charlie Kirk will be none other than Candace Owens, of the Daily Wire and of the uh, Blexit movement, which um, is a decidedly conservative organization. And I'm wondering if this will come off without a hitch or if Ohio State is so incredibly woke and uh, against free speech that Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk's appearance will be, what, disrupted, marred, canceled? by violence at the event. Uh, I have a ticket to this, and I'm considering going just because I'd kind of like to see. I know what they're going to say. I'm probably in agreement with 90, maybe even 100% of what it said. But I got a feeling like something's going to happen here, and I'm going to have had the opportunity to have eyes on the situation and we'll have not taken that opportunity. We'll see if I can get away to get to that on Wednesday night. But what does not give me very much hope that this will come off without a hitch is a story that I found today entitled The Tyranny of DEI Bureaucracy. You will find it in the Wall Street Journal. The Heritage Foundation reports that the average major university now has 45. DEI personnel, the average major university. However, at Ohio State, we are, as they tell you all the time, way above average, way above average. Uh, Ohio State has 94 DEI employees. I'm actually surprised at that. Ninety-four. My fear is that once Ohio State finds out that Michigan has 163 DEI officers, Ohio State will go on a DEI hiring binge because we clearly cannot have the University of Michigan, with whom we compete, real or imagined, in everything, having 70 more, no, 69 more DEI officers than Ohio State has. We need more DEI. I can hear that cry coming from 15th and high once they find out how many DEI people Michigan is wasting its money on. Uh, our numbers here are 844-TALK-989-844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989. You can call that number anytime. If you want to be on the show, call it during the show. If you want to leave a message, call it after the show. Uh, Brett in Powell has a thought he would like to share. Hi, Brett. Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show.
2: Hey, thanks a lot for having me on the air. Uh, big fan. Appreciate you standing up for uh, Christians and good values that seem to be uh, kind of exclusively on the right now. Um, Thank you. I wanted to call about the... Perspective indictment of Trump Mm -hmm. because Alan Dershowitz released his opinion that had, he's well known, he's a well known liberal, registered Democrat. Very
1: well known liberal, yes. Yeah.
2: Constitutional law expert Mm -hmm. and has gone down line and verse about the case that Alvin Bragg has alleged and basically said that he's muddling federal and state statutes in a case that would never stand up outside of pure polit- partisan politics on the part of who's ever going to be in that jury if he doesn't back it indicted. That is correct. And I just thought he had, a, he had an interesting quote, and he said that history teaches that ends, even if they're believed to be noble, do not justify. In noble means they're inconsistent with democracy and the rule of law. And so I, I just hope that everyone, whether they're a never-Trumper, or far-right, far-left, whatever they are, that they can take a moment and really think about where our society is, where we're weaponizing the rule of law to go after political opponents simply because we don't like their personality or we're trying to advance a political agenda because at some point we're going to have to somehow come back together with the people that are on the left that think this is okay and may even choose to indict him. Because as you've seen in socialist countries throughout history, it always turns back on itself. They always end up eating their own. And so I hope that as conservatives and Christians that we're gracious when everything comes to light, including what is inevitably going to come to light about the Biden family.
1: Yeah, thank you for the call, Brett. And here's the thing. Um, we have to understand that this kind of thing against people we don't like. If you're a Democrat you're looking at this, I don't like Trump, so I want to see him bother Trump. That is only a matter of time for one of two things to happen. Number one, Republicans take power, and then hopefully they would respect the rule of law and equal protection under the law and would not engage in that kind of partisanship. But honestly, Donald Trump has said, I am your retribution. Does that sound like somebody who would get in office and not do the same thing that he perceives has been done to him? And that is pretty obvious in this case being done to him. No. And the other part of it is, is eventually if you get rid of all the enemies, the people in power will find new enemies. And you might be an ally now, but you might become an enemy later. This is the story of every single dictatorship everywhere. Andrew Clavin has often said, if you think you have all the answers and you were given unlimited power, and you were going to solve all the problems of society and get rid of all the bad ideologies out there. How long would it take you to get to the point where your solution would just be get rid of somebody? Can't get them to believe like I want them to. Can't get them to obey like I want them to. Well, just get rid of them. The world would be better without. Them. That is a flaw of man's sinful heart that has happened Many, many places in the world. I pray it never happens here. It is not totally unlike uh, the um, oft-stated poem at the uh, Holocaust Museum. First they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. That is where we are headed if we allow this kind of stuff to progress.